Blog Talk Radio. As the legend goes, an old Cherokee was teaching his grandson about life. He said to the boy, a fight is going on inside me. It is a terrible fight, and it is between two wolves. One is evil. He is anger, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, guilt, lies, superiority, and ego. The other is good. He is joy, peace, love, hope, humility, kindness, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The same fight is going on inside you and inside every other person, too. The grandson thought about it for a minute, and then he asked his grandfather, which wolf will win? The old Cherokee simply replied, the one you feed. Uh, 
I don't know the Mexican word for a sabbatical. Maybe a sabbatical. Anyway, I know that sounds so racist. Um, and But he guarantees he'll be rejoining us next week. So um, I'm as much looking forward to his return as you may be. So those of you who are looking forward to hearing Will, um, well, I apologize. Instead, you got me, and you have me for about the next hour or so. There's a lot to cover tonight. Uh, before we get into that, um, I just want to say a few things about the show itself as far as um, the best ways to maintain a, a good um, rapport connection. If you are so moved um, to call in and make a comment, press 1 on your um, on your keyboard, uh, and that will cue you in to, um, to let me know that you're, you're chomping at the bit to make a comment, and I promise I'll keep an eye on the switchboard and call you in. Now, what I'll do, pay attention to this, if you will, if, in fact, you are wanting to make a comment, I'll cue you in by announcing your area code and the first three digits of your phone number, like 469-245. And I'll say 469-245, caller, you're on the air, and that's your cue to come in. So, um, um, you know, just kind of keep an ear out for that. If it should happen, and remember to press 1, but it should happen that you need to, um, like, step away, just hit 1 again, and it will take the icon away. And then when you come back or when, you know, whenever the situation allows, hit it again, and um, I'll, I'll see you there. One of, the, one of the disadvantages of flying solo, using that metaphor, I hope you don't mind, is um, I'm having to kind of multitask. And Will keeps telling me I'm good at multitasking, so I'm, I'm, I'm trusting my brother here. <laughs> um, also, I want to let you know that the chat room is open. So if you've... Um, access Black Talk Radio, and if you want to become a member or an active part of the uh, chat room, um, just go to the um, Black Talk Radio website that I ask for your credit card. And as, as we say every week, no one has ever been charged unjustly on their credit card. Um, and what it does is allow you then to be a participant in the chat room. And um, I love it when I see the chats going on in the chat room. It kind of you know, it keeps me honest, you know, and also that's a, a good place to let us know if you're kind of phone-phobic and don't really want to hear your voice on the air. That's a good place to um, to call in, um, to I mean, to write in, you know, to chat in, you know, any comments, any um, thoughts or ideas, any complaints. Um, but I'll tell you, at, at 7 o'clock, the complaint window is usually closed, so I probably won't pay any attention to that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> And your comments will be read on the air. Um, oh, oh, and I see in the chat room, uh, Will is listening. Outstanding. I see you, man. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that you're not taken away from your Oh, okay. <laughs> he just hit me up with the, the, um, the Spanish word for sabbatical is sabbatico. All right, so he's on sabbatico. Um, and um, hopefully it won't take away from it. It's great to see his name in the chat room, though. So who knows? Maybe um, he'll even be so moved to show pity on his old man <laughs> and call him with a comment or two. But he's probably cautious to do that because he knows that I'll turn it over to him. Uh, also, well, maybe I've just about covered everything that's within my pay grade to cover. Um, the most important things is chat room 
and um, calling in to to let your comments be heard. Um, so we have a lot to cover tonight. This is really part two from the first show Monday that is a tribute to, um, well, so many aspects of, of, of black lore, black history. Um, tonight's show, part two, will continue to pay tribute to the historic cause for civil rights. And icons identified three in particular, Booker T. Washington, who we talked about Monday, Dr. W.E.B. Du Bois, some say Du Bois, who we also talked about Monday, and Marcus Garvey, who will be paying some tribute to tonight, as well as the impact of the 1800s on the unfolding consciousness of black America throughout the 20th and 21st century. You know, there's still a lot of black consciousness unfolding even in this century. So, um, but, and here I go. Now, that's what we're supposed to do. And I tell you, I always make the mistake, if it's a mistake, of looking at things instead of just staying focused on the show. So I watched this movie the other night, uh, Black Samson. And if, you know, if, you, if you've been a, a regular follower of our show, you know, um, I like talking about the, um, the influence of movies, especially, well, not only, but especially black movies and its impact on me and my unfolding consciousness. And, I, you know, I love to take advantage of this platform and throw my commentaries out there. That's the beauty about having your own platform. It's just like all these talking heads do on TV, from Rush Limbaugh to Rachel Maddow. You know, they get to talk within the context of that which they believe in, and usually uninterrupted. All comments might be made, but they can brush them aside, or they can use them to further feather their nests. So I like to use this platform, this opportunity, this time spent to share my thoughts and my beliefs, and more freely maybe than in ordinary um, outlets where I have to be somewhat attentive and concerned about the feelings of others. Yeah, and believe it or not, sometimes I actually do care about the feelings of others. So, but I messed around. I watched this movie the other night, Black Samson. I came out in, I think, 74. Um, and it starred, man, and I got to look this guy up. It's his brother, you know, his brother, you know, he has his pet lion. <laughs> he's a he's like a, a nightclub owner, you know, and he has his pet lion, and he's got this big staff, you know, that he walks around with with his pet lion through the hood. And he's got this big fro, and he's got this deep voice, you know, um, and, and his name is Rockney Tarkington. I got to look this brother up and find out if there was any other movies he was in, you know. He should have been in some. He, he, maybe he should have been Luke Cage. I don't know. Maybe he's, I hope he's still alive. But his co-star was Carol Speed, and Carol Speed just died. Um, if not today, the other day, and she was um, 76 years old. She performed in other movies too, not just on Black Samson, but in the Mac. You know, she um, performed with Max Julian. She was his girlfriend, and um, one other movie that. Um, you may have had a chance to see. She was in a couple others, but one other one in particular was Abby. Now, Abby was kind of spun from Rosemary's Baby and The Exorcist, or so Warner Brothers said. And Warner Brothers sued to have it pulled from the theaters on the grounds of copyright violations, you know, which Miss Speed felt 
that the script reminded her more of The Three Faces of Eve. And if you're not familiar with that movie, it came out in 1957, and it starred Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward, and they were husband and wife. And she felt, Ms. Um, Speed did, that Abby was a wonderful vehicle. This is her quote. It was a wonderful vehicle to show off my acting abilities. And I think sometimes that's what, that's what gets lost in the wash, that these are folks who really have invested in the idea of fulfilling a dream and a career of acting. And, you know, we, well, me, tend to look at movies as strictly a form of entertainment, which gives me the right to criticize in any way I choose. And I've done a lot of that, especially with the themes of black exploitation movies, not so much the movies themselves, but the way they've been, they had been panned by the media, you know, in the name even, you know, being called black exploitation, which is a combination of black and exploitation. The suggested gesture being that the movies that came out in the 70s, also, you know, it's um, the movies that came out in its wake in the, in the 80s as well. But it was over 100 that came out in the decade of the 70s, well over 100. And um, th- those movies were really designed, well, to showcase black acting skills, black skills with technology, black writing skills, black directing skills, um, not all blacks so-called black exploitation movies were directed by um, black, um, black individuals. But I would venture to say the vast majority of the scripts were written by black folk. So it had its own meaning, me being old enough to have lived through the era of the 70s. You know, um, so really enjoyed so many, well, yeah, for the most part enjoyed so many of the movies um, that came out during that decade. Some of them, though, you know, got a little bit tainted maybe or a little bit askewed uh, <laughs> by my lack of um, of effective memory. That was the era of me, you know, being totally immersed in the ozone, so to say. I was very much into the the, the chemist in me, so I was concocting all kinds of, of, of devices and formulas to keep me high. <laughs> And they were almost always, you know, the base of them all was almost always, you know, alcohol. <laughs> you know, I want to say ether, but no, it was alcohol. Yeah, and uh, I was a pretty good chemist. You know, I devised a way to crawl on the ceiling and then drop to the basement in a matter of seconds. So alcohol and other drugs, it was always the idea of maintaining the combination to keep me at that flat line, you know, which I had very little success. So a lot of those movies, you know, got a little bit tainted in my memory, but I remember a few of them by title. Um, one in particular, Putney Swope. I really want to see that movie again. You know, I don't I don't remember too much about it, but I remember enough about it to know that, man, it had me laughing a lot. <laughs> but it wasn't a comedy as such. Anyway, um, so paying homage to um, Sister Speed, also, again, seeing one led me to the other, and I want to Take a moment to mention Lucia. I think that's how you pronounce her name, L-U-S-I-A. Lucia Harris, the first woman drafted into the NBA. She was drafted by the New Orleans Jazz. You know, now, they're now the Utah Jazz. I mean, is there ever a time? Well, is it? Yeah, there's another one, too. But this is an NBA team that really needs to change, change its nickname. You know, the Utah Jazz. Jazz in Utah. 
that's about as realistic as the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> You're not gonna find a grizzly bear in Memphis. I don't know why they don't, you know, change their names. You know, like maybe the the, the Utah, you know, Ice Mountain Water, <laughs> something, and, and the Memphis. Not, you know, you, you can get away with the Memphis Jazz, you know. Uh, but anyway, you know. Um, so uh, Miss Harris um, was the subject. And she just, you know, just died, 66 years old. And she was the subject of uh, of, uh, um, of this year, meaning 2022, this year's Oscar short-listed documentary short, The Queen of Basketball, who Shaquille O'Neal is part producer of that. Um, and also, fashion legend Andre Leon Talley died at age 73. He had worked his way up at the fashion giant Vogue come its first African-American uh, creative director from eight, from 1988 to 1995. And, you know, um, I watched the movie Black Samson, so I saw Sister Speed's work, but I tell you, no memory of the name. I did not know anything about Lucia Harris until I'm reading her obituary and fashion legend Andre Leon Talley, who knew? You know, but I, I want to take just a minute or two. I know I'm really cutting it to the lead here. To also mention a, another movie that I wanted to talk about Monday, but if you happen to listen to Monday's show, you know, I was all over the place. Um, Yvette Mimiutai, and she was 80 years old. She co-starred with Rod Taylor in the movie The Time Machine. It came out in 1961. Now, 1961, how old was I, 14? Yeah, and um, just about to graduate from grammar school. And I love that movie, but that loving that movie is also reflective of uh, what hadn't yet unfolded in my consciousness in regard to the sensitivities of being black in America. And so from an entertain, entertainment perspective, The Time Machine was an amazing movie to watch. It ranked right up there with them, <laughs> a movie that came out at 55, I think it was, 57, I'm not sure. It's about these giant ants. Ah, man, it was, you know, one of the best sci-fi movies ever made. But The Time Machine, you know, um, H.G. Wells' um, uh, book turned into movie was it just blew me away. I'm not talking about the, the, the one that came out not too long ago with, with Guy Pierce, I think is his name. I'm talking about the Oregano Da Vinci. You know, that was an amazing movie. But I watched it, I watched it just last week because it was on, t- on TCM, Turner Classic Movies. And I hadn't seen it for a long time, and Yvette Mimio was like, um, you know, one of the was the co-star, as I mentioned earlier. And um, the thing, though, in watching the Time Machine, right? Uh, what is this? Twenty twenty-one. So from sixty-one, that's thirty-nine years. Watching it sixty years later, Jesus. <laughs> watching it sixty years later, yeah, it's like, yeah, I still enjoyed it, but I couldn't. I couldn't I couldn't get past one thing of the movie, one theme of the movie. You know, um, there was two. It was two. It was populated by um, two races: the the Eli, the Eloy, and and the Morlocks. The Morlocks lived below ground, and the and the Eloy lived above ground. The Morlocks were you know cannibals, and the Eloy were were. Well, they were there, you know, they were the Morlocks chattel, you know. They, um, you know, they pretty much fed them and they, you know, groomed them, raised them to be eaten. That's 
have your cake and eat it too, so to say. And, you know, but the thing that got me, I'm watching the movie from a from a place of black consciousness, right? And, like, I can't even remember what century. It, it was, like, whatever century it was, it was, it was comparable to using the term trillions. <laughs> so whatever century was so far beyond the scope of my reason, let's just say it was a long time into the future. And what got me about it, now this is all, all of these young folks, but no old folks, because, you know, the Morlocks were breeding them like cattle, and so they ate them while they were young and tenderonies, <laughs> tenderonies, excuse me. And so, but what got me was, you know, the Eloi were all young, white, and blonde. You know, and like I'm watching it now, you know, and it's 74 saying, damn, there's no future for black folk. <laughs> so, and, but also part of it was that the Morlocks, you know, they were all green and fat and eyes glowed, you know, and, and hideous, teeth bad. You know, well, that's what happens when you live underground for years. But they were blonde too. <laughs> so anyway, you know, uh, but bless her heart. You know, she never really got the um, recognition uh, Sister Mimeo should have gotten, I believe, um, from the movies that she was in. And the last thing, today marks the 365th day um, of President Biden's first year in office. You know, so this is his, today, this is his one-year anniversary today, you know. Um, yet, you know, his first year has been, to me, overwhelmed totally by, the issues and fallout from the attempted coup on one six twenty one by a mob of mostly white crazies, and this ongoing—I don't know what it is—this ongoing um, um, compulsion, you know, for the media to keep bringing you know Trump into the foray. I'm hearing more about Trump this year than um, this past year than, than 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 Biden, but even in the dialogue about Biden is pretty cruel. It's, it's, you know, it, it's, it's unnerving to think that this man's first year is being overshadowed by this idiot's four years, as if this idiot for four years, whatever he did, should, should not determine whatsoever um, the effectiveness of this current you know, um, presidency. That's, that's appalling to me. Yeah, I can't. It would take a whole show and then an extra one for me to even come close to expressing my frustration about that. But I, I learned something though. A friend of mine, a long time ago, when um, Obama was in his first term, and the first year, kind of just the opposite of Biden's, you know. Um, and, and and you know, the funny thing is, Obama, you know, came on the heels of um, of, of Bush. You know, Biden came on the heels of. of Trump, you would think Biden would be showered with all kind of compliments. I mean, the man brought the people, the country, out of near death because you had an idiot telling people to use violent light and, and bleach to deal with COVID, you know, and that it would be gone by May 15th. You know, 15th. It was only like 15 people that had it, you know, and it was, you know, so by the end of the week or definitely by May, I'm sorry, I said May 15th, by May, it would be completely gone. But only 15 people had it, nothing to worry about. You would think, you know, all of the idiocy of Trump would be somehow the footnote by all the progress made by Biden. I still see Trump speeches, not just the past but the present, and it's still the same things by him and his croonies. They always have these few black folks, T-shirts or these play cards that say, Blacks for Trump, 
I just don't get that. <laughs> I mean, I don't get it on any level, more or less from a media perspective of, you're not going to mention that? Even your black talking heads? It just blows me away. Okay, so moving right along, right? Hey, I see got somebody in the in the queue. I'm not going to um, um, go any further than right now just to give you all a break to hear another voice. Um, I'm going to bring them in right now. Area code 214-714. I think I recognize the number. But let me queue them up and call us. 214-714. You are on the air. What's up? Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> yeah. My man. Good, hey, good man. evening. Thank What's you for letting me man? in like uh, that, man. Man, man I got a voice. Are you kidding? Got a kick out of your intro, man. That. So what? What was that movie, man? Where Gary Sinise was describing? I think he was describing like the Eloys and the Mongoloids. Am I saying that right? Talk to me now. No, the Eloys and the Morlocks. Morlocks. <laughs> the Morlocks. Yeah, That's the am I ringing the bell? What weren't Gary, wasn't Gary the describing that? Huh? Yeah, he was. Uh huh. Yeah. You remember? You remember what movie Wait, that you was? Mean, was? You mean he was talking about it in an interview, or was he doing the narration? He, yeah, he was sort of doing it. Well, he was. I think he was a villain in another movie, and he was describing. His, there you go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yep, that's movie, it. The time machine. That? The time machine. That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. But he, but Gary Sinise, what movie was that where he was describing? Oh, what movie was he? Dis- he I don't know. I, I would, I okay, would just nah, be making did, something right. up. Yeah. No, you, no, nah, you. Did I would it, just yeah. be making something up. No, nah, man, but you was bringing it. Yeah, you. <laughs> You brought me in on some on some stuff, man. On uh, on you know, I, I heard you doing the math on on the time machine, big dog. Like, whoa, I, I hear you, I hear you, man. You, <laughs> yeah, you man. know, I hear you. You doing the math on that? But but uh, no, interesting. Uh, definitely wonderful, like wonderful variety of topics. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying. So you were, hey man, uh, hey, man. yeah. So yeah, you were, uh, you know, just really commenting on. You know, sort of how you know black exploitation, if, if that's if that's what if that's what it was called, it was called that. You know, I can't can't do nothing yeah. about it now. Nah. Uh, no. But I like the I like the comment that the young lady that passed. I, I believe you were describing such where uh, some of some of the actors, whether you saw them in a you know a fantastic role or you know or a B side movie. Right. You know, some of that right. some of that was was for, you know, just the you know, the honing of skills. It was for sort of like triple A or double A baseball, you know, before you got up, you know, just whatever they could use to, you know, continue to hone their skills, man. And that's a Yeah. That's an yeah, interesting man. thought. Never I never I, I you know, really I'm like you. I'm you know, I'm like you on some flicks. I I, I watch a flick yeah, and if you know if it sucks and the performance sucks, I'm like, oh yeah, you you know, I, I don't know. Then they then they as individuals suck. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, not not right not on, thinking man. the same way. Like, hey, some some right. actors or what have you. Like, I will throw me off on even coming back to them later on to check out some of their work. You know, I'm like, nah, I'm I'm good. Mm-hmm. I ain't mm-hmm. you know. 
So yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like that, that kind of overview. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that overview was as far as wait a minute. Yeah. Now some 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 of these actors they got to use what they you know they using what they can use to to hone them skills, man. Right. And, that's right. You know, that's that's a, right. You know, Amen. Yeah, man. Fascinating. Yep. Going back to your girl yeah. Harris, though, you put me on. Like yeah. I didn't. First, uh, first woman drafted or first woman to play in the NBA by by the Jazz. Hey man, yeah man. I I I knew nothing of that, you know. That was uh. But she never she never played though because she was pregnant and so she never tried out. But she was drafted. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, that's what I I'm kind of chomping. You know, I'm chomping at the bits to, you know, I know you, you know you. I know you have a variety of things you're sort of covering, but that, I thought that was a, a, an amazing, an amazing point and a, and a, and a fun, yeah. not a fun fact, but a, a significant fact that uh, I'm glad I was uh, tuning in, uh, you know, particularly yeah. on just, you know, the lore, you know, the lore of black history, the lore of my people and, you know, where they were. I mean, that's unheard of. I mean, as far as a woman getting drafted, just that power in itself. Period. I mean, yeah, man. Yeah. To be yeah. to even be considered, you know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, to be that good. To be that yeah. good, man. You, you know, say, she was six off. three and she played center, you know. Mm. So I don't know how well that translates into the NBA, but that's got nothing to do with it. The sister had skills, you know. Yeah. And I'm saying she didn't play. But she may have. I don't know. I guess I'll have to watch the documentary. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very interested no, I'm, in the I'm documentary. I'm I'm I want to see the skills, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah, man, same here. Absolutely. Can, can you hold on a second? I'm going to try something. Hold on. Don't go anywhere. Sure. Stay right there. Let me try something sure. here. Uh, I'm going to see if this will work. Uh, 773. Um, I don't know the rest of it. But that's can a you long, hear That's it? a long you number because I'm calling all the way from Mexico. Yeah, the Lord's will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got Ray on the line too, man. I think his mic is still open. Yeah. Cuzzo. Yes, sir. <laughs> Can you hear us, Will? Did I lose you? No, for a second. Can you hear us, though? I yeah, feel like we're yeah, calling like some third world country. Hey, well, you like, know, you it's kind of so, you know, I, <laughs> I I'm, 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 I'm going to be quick, man. I, you know, I just, just wanted to say hey, and, and man, you're doing a great job there. Uh, Primo, oh, if I'm doing good, a great man. job because I had a great brother. teacher. Amen. Yeah, hey, well. hey, hold on, hold on, hold on just a second. Um, four, six, nine, eight, three, four, you're on the air. Hey, man, I know y'all wasn't just going to just think y'all was going to be live without Jake <laughs> <laughs> No way. No way. <laughs> My man. Hey, yeah. What's up, Jake Pasta? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Beautiful. Man, Beautiful. I'm, 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 I'm privileged, man, to be, you know. You? That's how I feel. Man. <laughs> under the, under I got, the my, I got my three dogs on the line, man. Yes, yes, Go ahead. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, I'm just under the tutelage of such a, a great um, wealth of, of black history. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, man, I'm, 
I guess I'm a little lazy instead of researching and doing it myself. I'm tapping into the doctor. Let me you hear what the doctor got to say, you know. So, man, I, man, I, I definitely appreciate uh, the greenhouse effect, man. You know, the Lord's will, all the way from, all the way from Mexico, you know. Yeah. All the way from Mexico on a sabbatical. <laughs> on a sabbatical. Yes, <laughs> we Latino around here, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. International. I'm hoping, I'm hoping. You know? It, it, Still it, out there, I, Will? I had to go. I had to go all the way oh. to Mexico to make sure that we that we heard overseas. But that's all right. That's how you get it done. <laughs> 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 and you had to go all the way to Mexico so I could get my three amigos on at the same time. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Amen. Yes, indeed. Oh, oh, I think we lost. I think we lost Will. Will just dropped off. So, um, Ray, uh, Jay, Pastor. So, um, you know, y'all got it, man. Comments? Any other comments? So, no, Will uh, put me. So Will put me on. Like, so first of all, it was it was the movie Ransom. That's right. So when Gary Sinise, Ransom. yeah, yep, Gary Sinise was breaking Ransom. it down. That is right. I, I remember that that kind of feel. But going back to Miss Harris, man, I am yeah. I am yeah. interested in, in whatever footage that Shaquille's able to bring to the screen or just bring out or what have you. I, I, I'm like JP, like I can't believe number one, like that I wasn't aware of her, and then secondly. Why I was, you know, so lazy not to even, you know, dig into more of what she was about, uh, just on just on of any level of of a woman, uh, you know, particularly, you know, of course, <laughs> or a black woman being able to, you know, just have so, being able to even have interest from an NBA team, man, that's amazing. Yeah, you know. That's yeah, incredible man. in itself. I don't, I don't know how that's being lost in conversations in places. I mean, that's how that ain't in the forefront of a lot of. Well, sure, you know. I don't know. Sure, you know. Sure, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's part of. Yeah, and that that's also part of that functional schizophrenia that you know we've had to live you know throughout our lives with. We know, but we have to act as if we don't know, and then be surprised when someone else reveals it to us. <laughs> it's crazy, man. You know. Ah, I think, yeah. Yeah. I think my man. Yeah. Uh, it was something that you had that you had told us, you know, on the Hey Young Line one morning, man. It blew my mind. Kind of the same type of, you know, artifact that you were giving Ray about Miss Harris, and I can't. For the life of me, put my my you know tap into my memory bank on it, but I don't know if it has something. To, it has something to do. I want to say with a I don't know if it was Arthur Ashe or I don't know if it was Jesse Owens. I, for some reason, I want to say it was more so uh, uh, something to do with a track person that, that ran track. But man, I man, I, I wish I had that artifact in my mind, man, because it really what? blew me away, kind of like. It would certainly be Jesse Owens if his track, um, because that's that's the one who um, so odd too because of the time he ran, he's the one through all who came after him, he's the one that has always stuck with me. There's been no other track star that has ever, you know, made such an impression on my mind 
as um, Jesse Owens did. And, 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 and reading about him well after the fact, though, you know, mm-hmm, I would love mm-hmm. to say I was a student of him during his time, but I wasn't. That was track was not what, what we were about when I was growing up. We were in the baseball, then football, maybe basketball, you know, uh, well, no, baseball, yeah, basketball, then football, and um, absolutely everything else finished in fourth place. You know, even though we played hockey, even though we played hockey and we could name every player on all of the all of the um, six hockey teams at that time, you know, it was not something. And I say played hockey. We played a version of hockey. It was called broom hockey. You know, nobody nobody ice skated. We used brooms as, as hockey sticks, and we played on the frozen backyard. That, you know, my backyard when I was growing up was concrete. So every winter it would freeze over, so we just slid on our feet, pretending we were skating. <laughs> Crazy, but you know, I mean, like, uh, you know, I was, I was, I was Glenn Hall. I was the goalie of the, of the Blackhawks. You know, man, uh, you know, it's crazy. But anyway, um, but I'm pretty sure I, I met Jesse Owens in, in grammar school. Uh, he came to speak at our school, and he was older. You know, um, and I can't tell you anything he said. All I can tell you is that whatever he talked about, we weren't really that impressed because that wasn't our venue. That wasn't what we were about. And it was a piece of shame that followed me as I got older and realized what he did, you know, um, during that Hitler era of the 30s when all of, you know, all the Olympics blacked out. So, you know, nobody really knew what he did until he got back. Him and Mm -hmm. Ralph Metcalf, you know, but like, you know, Jesse Owens won five gold medals, man. He absolutely, you know, he just destroyed, he destroyed all that Aryan superiority that Hitler talked about right in front of Hitler's face. You know, but, you know, man, what what I would give to have him show up at a talk now, you know, but that's, yeah. that's all a part of how our, you know, all a part of how black history has been distorted, if not muted altogether, you know, so, um, and then how we have to wait on whoever it is, whatever the powers that be, for them to decide when we can get a little piece of who we are. But to see the cruelty of that is that little piece is also denied white America. So white America really doesn't have – we know that we haven't been shown our history, but white America doesn't even know we have a history. You know, they think our history is the history they share. They, you know, yeah. They, they, anyway, you know, there I go, right? Um, so um, – but go ahead, y'all. I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying too much having – Having you, having you brothers on. I think I saw Will jump back in, but he hasn't, he hasn't uh, queued up, so he must just be listening. Uh, but any more comments? Any more thoughts? You know, uh, well, we can always do whatever the plan of the show was at another time. Don't, don't be restricted by time. <laughs> no, no, I'll let you continue on the on the plan of the show. But real quick, man, like, way to bring back like the one year anniversary of, of Biden, man, and. It's Amen. just what it is. Amen. Unfortunately, you know, media, you know, not unfortunate, whatever. Take it how you want to, but media is going to be what it is. You know, bad publicity is just as hot as, you know, people, if not hotter, you know. So yeah. what's, what's, more, yeah. what's more impressive to, to report if I'm Fox or CNN? Should I, isn't it 
I'm going to get more ratings talking about rants yeah. and, and unbelievable uh, yeah. uh, tweets from our former from our former president, what have you, or yeah. you know, game gainful steps to to uh, provide more jobs and 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 re you Amen. know reaffect the the infrastructure and, yeah. and, and 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 so many you know so much funding available for minority businesses in the construction in the service business in the product business that that's available that that word needs to be spread out because the passing of the the passing of the movement the passing of those bills if passed opens up a yeah. faucet full of uh, I mean, a faucet yeah. full of funding that will literally hit the hands of a lot yeah. of black-owned businesses. It's, Amen. So what's more, what has more lather and what's sexy in a report? I mean, of course, let's, yeah. let's revisit the insurrection. Let's revisit the things that played a role in that. Let's revisit Amen. the chance of him, yeah. you know, Running for office again, things of that nature. That's you know, hey, we. This is what this is what this is the media world we live in, and this is just what that's what, what that's what we're up against. So shows like yours, man. You know, like you said, you get to you get to kind of paint the picture and uh, you know lay lay your nest how you choose to lay it, man, and bring awareness to other Amen. things. And part of it is, yeah, man, one year anniversary that Biden's been in office. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of his work and his uh, aspirations aren't going to be highlighted as much as, right you know, the the, the, the the sounds and the voices of our former, you know, the former stuff. So that's Amen. about all the light I'm going to give it. But yeah, I hear you, man. It's, Amen. Thanks for Amen. reminding me, though, it's been a year. Thanks for reminding me it's been a year today, you know. A year today. Day. Yeah. Ain't that something? Hey, man, man, beautiful words, though, man. Man, we got to get you on as a as a regular. <laughs> man, that's right. Get both of y'all on as regulars. Oh, wait a minute. Hey, I already have you both as regulars on the prayer line every morning. <laughs> hey, man, come on. <laughs> no, come on, man, man, but, you know, if there's any blessing at all that a show like this, a venue like this offers me is when, Brothers like you three show up, man. You and Jay Pastor and, and you know, like Will that show up is what we do every week, you know. But to have the three of you chiming in like this at the same time, that's what's worth it for me, you know, man. Yes, Amen. I know. Right? And uh, you know, yeah. and, and just to kind of give you like making sure we really speaking it. I know between Brother JP and I, like we had was love about it, and, and whatever listeners is, is listening to this. JT and I, we had no idea you were rolling solo tonight. Zero. Yeah. We just pulled up. Yeah. We just pulled up because that's how much we enjoy the show, you know? So, you know, I, I want to put that out in the air just to make sure folk know that folk know that this ain't stage. No, we, we, <laughs> we have genuine love. For the show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, it is staged in a way. It's staged by my Lord, you know, because, yes, you know, sir, God, 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 yeah, man, we're going to give you, we're going to ease your stress a little bit, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. So, this is perfect yeah. timing for me, man. I couldn't ask for a better favor, man. Yeah, okay, Amen. Anyway, yeah. Jay Pastor, comment. What you think? What about, so, I could have been wrong. It could have been baseball. It could have been 
Jackie Robinson, you know. Um, but whoever it was, they had did something like so extraordinary other than, you know, what they're known for and what they're talking about. And it just kind of ah. comes come to, you know, who you are as in, like, knowing, you know, the more detailed stuff, you know, the more than just the surface. Yeah. Especially for the younger for the younger generation, we might know the surface part of it. You know, like, you'll be telling us how, like, oh, no, nah, you know, Med Ali or – you know, um, Denzel, uh, some Holly Beard, somebody came to, you know, um, a class or something that you was giving some yeah. famous person. Yeah. Or, I mean, so, man, yeah. you have so much to share with us, you know, and so much detail. You tell us about, like, an Ottoman or you like, now nah, we had this, you know, this councilman or this priest or this, this you know, preacher yeah. um, yeah. man, and he would, do this and do that, man. So I, I definitely encourage any listeners to make sure that they, you know, get in where they fit in when they can just because wow. you never know when, wow. Uncle, when Uncle Bill going to go in his bag and, you know, <laughs> blow, you, blow, blow your mind, yeah. you know. <laughs> Drives Will crazy. <laughs> like, man, that's not what we planned. Where are you going now? <laughs> and, and Will would never complain on the air, but it's like, man, what happened to my time? <laughs> yeah. What can I say, man? What can I say? Yeah, and you, 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 you stirred something in me because, you know, I don't think about these things as being extraordinary because they're just things that, you know, get just just happen in the course of one's life. As I'm sure, you know, like I'm sitting and talking with Ray, and he's telling me about him and his homies sitting in the stands in between workouts with Notre Dame, and he's hearing this noise echo through the stadium. Clack, clack, and it's like shoulder pads on shoulder pads, and they're like, who is that? And it turns out to be Jerome Bettis, you know, you know, a freshman, you know, who's, who's out there on the field, you know, doing it to the defense, and I'm like, what? You you do bus? And he says, oh, yeah. You know, then he brings up, you know, um, what's, what's my man, Rocket Ishmael? Um, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah. man, don't nobody know these people. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> so, you know, so that, you know, it, it's like, and it, it, I, I hope that the day comes when we take it upon ourselves, meaning black men in particular, and I'm speaking to my brothers right now, uh, Will's in the chat room right now. He's kind of laughing at what we're talking about, you know. But, you know, there's so much that we don't even know that others don't know. And if we don't talk about it from our own experience, others will never know. And I know we take it with a grain of salt, like, hey, that's just what I'm doing. But it's what we're doing that makes the difference for all those who aren't doing it, you know. I can, you know, talk about a moment spent in the classroom where Halle Berry showed up. But it was just a class that she showed up because of a movie that she was, you know, doing her research on um, and raising Isaiah, you know, or walking, you know, through um, seeing this, this brother walk through the lobby of the Conrad Hilton downtown, and I'm blown away because it's Richard Dent. And my, my, my wife at the time, Tammy, said, did you see him? I said, yeah, Richard did. He was right there in front of it. But the brother was too big for me to reach out and ask for an autograph. She said, no, no. 
Michael Jordan was walking with him. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even notice that, you know. So, <laughs> and, and, of course, then it was like this knee-jerk reaction, so I turned because I was going to go chase these two brothers down, but the whole, the whole horde of people came running from this contest, I guess they were judging, like, air, air. So I got almost overrun by the mob, you know, or running into a, 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 um, somebody like um, um, Walt Bellamy, you know, the bell, you know, when I was doing my paper route, you know, or knowing that Ernie Banks lived on the same block as my cousin. We don't think of, it was such, such a different, you know, circumstance of moments, but moments shared, you know, that, that, if if we just take it upon ourselves to do, becomes moments no longer lost. You know, it, it shouldn't take um, so long for our history to be read. It should be known and it should be realized through everyday dialogue, shared moments, nothing really that seems so special, but nevertheless, the very things that help broaden the scope of our own consciousness unfolding as black people and black men in America. I mean, there's no country in the world more colorphobic than America. You know, it's only in America that, you know, in a democratic society that people are identified as being minorities. I mean, how can you be a minority in a democratic society, you know, made where all are supposed to be equal? It just doesn't make any sense to me. It blows me away. And if I sound like I'm, you know, pontificating well, that's because I got my own radio show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's and, all right. You all, but you all have inspired me. You know, you, you got me cranked up. And I tell you, it's moments like this. These, these are the kind of moments that should be happening every day. And I'm sure in some ways they do, but I guess I mean every day in an open form, in an open mic, where it's an open dialogue, where we're not even – you know, doing any cringing or anything where we know we're talking about black things and have to worry about hurting the feelings of people around us, white and black. You know, just as many black folks struggle with the idea of an unfolding black consciousness as anybody else. It's been the constant theme. In fact, that was supposed to be the, the theme of tonight in talking about uh, last, um, Monday, talking about Booker T. Washington and Dr. W.E.B. Dubois and then finishing up with Marcus Garvey. Because these three are the ones that, that, that heralded the, the 20th century. You know, um, Booker T. Washington in the 1800s, W.E.B. Du Bois at the, at the very turn of the century, and then Marcus Garvey right in the 20s and 30s. You know, and all three had different team platforms that caused the three of them to have issues with each other as they vied for being the, 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 the focal point of the mouthpiece of, you know, 600 million people, uh, you know, and it's like a struggle that still goes on 100 years later, where who is the mouthpiece of the people? I was fortunate enough to grow up, um, I say fortunate, to grow up at a time in the 60s where we shifted our consciousness from Negro to black. Um, fortunate and unfortunate, it was a blessing and a curse. You know, I never realized how, how, how color aware I was until the 60s. I just thought of myself as being a colored Negro. <laughs> I didn't think of anything yeah. else because that's all I had. You know, but with the, um, with the, with the verse of black consciousness, it became very evident to me that even amongst my own, I was seen as this 
high yellow dude with this fine hair. You know, and, and, and I was talking about it Monday. It kind of trips me out because I ain't never heard white people describe themselves that way as being white skin with straight hair. <laughs> you know, they just white. Right, right. You know, <laughs> you know but, but we go into these themes like we just can't be black. We got to be other forms of black. And we use those other forms to this guy like, oh, yeah, I know that light skin sister. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, now I understand the behavior and the attitude. It's the only black folks that do that. It's crazy. But it's real. And, it's, and in its realness, there's a richness that is yet to be explored. So just shifting in a little bit into Garvey, because I do want to just pay homage to the dude. You know, um, Marcus Garvey, born in um, 1887, Jamaica, you know, and um, he died in um, 1940. But he was described by, w. E. by Dr. Dubois as the most dangerous enemy of the Negro race in America and throughout the world. See, um, the three themes, and I'll talk more about Marcus Garvey next week, uh, but the three themes where Booker T. Washington was about the industry of black people, meaning, you know, literally pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. You know, that was the idea, you know, taking advantage of the opportunities of industry. Um, Dr. Dubois was more about pan-Americanism, meaning what he called the, 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 the upper 10 or the upper 10%, you know, of the total population to help broaden the scope of, of, of the mental capacities of black folks, you know, and um, begin to compete on a wider spectrum rather than just be, you know, um, content with being, you know, the field Negro. And then Marcus Garvey was, he was paying Africa all the way. It's like, look here, y'all, you know, the one thing that ain't going to ever happen in America, you ain't going to ever have a situation where you're going to have the races and the differences of the races ever marry. You know, I think, how did he put it? You know, he put it a little bit more more eloquently than, than I just did. You know, um, he said a few things, you know. But his his, his platform was about um, um, Garveyism, you know. Um, he, now, see, he published a newspaper, The Negro World, in, in, in 1918. It was a, a weekly paper in New York, you know, and it spread his form of Pan-Africanism known as Garveyism with the mantra, Up, oh, you mighty race accomplish what you will. I mean, if that don't make the hair or the skin on the back of your neck move a little bit, I don't know what would. For Garvey, separatism and integration could never be married. That's what he was about. Separation and integration could never be married. And he spoke down on Dubois for the very same reasons. You know, Pan-Americanism just wasn't his cup of tea. He felt we needed to rally as a people, find the necessary resources available, and get our butts out of this country and go back to another country, Africa, where we could establish our own nation and be ruled by each other. But he was scared. He was scary, you know, to, um, to the powers that be. And, of course, you know, um, why wouldn't he be in the 1920s and 1930s, you know, uh, brother talking like that? Not too unlike um, the themes of what you heard from Elijah Muhammad and, and, and in his number one, you know, um, number one golden child, uh, Malcolm X, but you know I'm gonna talk in future shows even about that because uh, Elijah Muhammad's idea wasn't an original idea. There's a little gap in between the time of Garfi and his Garfiism and 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 the Muslim movement in in America. It was never the Black Muslim movement. Black was a term used by the white media, scare tactics, you know. And um, but that gap that was never really bridged. You know, there was a name that was left out, and that was Wally Farrar. And Wally Farad, F-A-R-A-D, 
he was really the, the, the precursor. He was the one who gave meaning and definition to the idea of, of, of the Muslim movement. And Elijah Muhammad, who was Elijah Poole, he was, you know, a nickel and dime hustler, you know, he learned um, through Wally Farad what the value teachings were. And interesting enough, just when Elijah Muhammad came into power, you know, Wally Farrar disappeared, and nobody to this day knows what happened to him. I ain't saying mm-hmm. nothing. I'm just saying, you know. But mm-hmm. the, that that gap, you know, that gap, you know, is 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 the part of, of Black American history that just, you know, make it, it's this show and shows like this and the work that we do, Will and I, and the work that we do, you know, we do meaning on the broader spectrum. Like you all might not know it, but you might not realize it, but it helps me so much, even what we do in the in the prayer line in the morning, what I call the prayer circle. You don't know how much it it it, it gets me off it gets me it gets me off my lazy mind, you know, my lazy butt, that's another story. But it gets me up off my lazy mind and it starts pushing me to think, you know, to think beyond the scope of my own understanding, you know, to the point of that that, that quote that I discovered in one of the most violent movies ever made, right? The Equalizer, <laughs> not the TV series, you know, but the one with Denzel, where he managed to kill a whole mob, not using one weapon, not using one gun. He did it with all the weapons available in Home Depot. <laughs> he, he killed everybody with 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 home tools. <laughs> just, but anyway, the beginning of the movie, you know, it was a quote by Mark Twain, the most the two most important days in a person's life is the day you're born and the day you find out why. And every morning in the prayer circle, I find a little bit more about what that means to find out why I'm actually out here. So, look, um, I can't believe the time is up already. Um, y'all got any closing comments you want to make? Um, before sure. we bid adieu to everyone? All right, well. we got a couple minutes. But yeah, way to break way to way to break that down. Also, and uh, just go, going back to black black exploitation, you know, I guess let me just my little inside joke with it is, you know, so what do you call like the prerequisite to to make a movie outside of black black exploitation in Hollywood? You know, gotta have a blonde in there. You gotta have a rain scene. You gotta have, a, you know, gotta be a hetero hero, and he's gotta be blonde or blue eyes or one of the two. But you know, I'm saying the prerequisites of why a, a leading black male wasn't a leading man is Hollywood exploitation. I mean, it's that yeah. was the requirement oh, yeah. for. That movie to even have a chance to be greenlit. That not have a black man as a lead character. So I mean, anyway, that's, Amen. that's where no. my weirdness not comes in when I hear black people yeah. say like, But anyway, that's uh, Amen. that's my little you know hope you know to be continued some other time, Lord willing. But uh, interesting, interesting stuff, man. No, no, let me let me piggyback just right quick on that, you know, um, because the term being tossed around, black exploitation, black exploitation, okay. But, you know, okay, so what are we talking about? Well, it's a term, you know, that was, you know, like, where did it come from? It was coined by Junius Griffin, you know, who was the president. Now, check this out. He was the president of the Beverly Hills Hollywood NAACP. You know, he so named it what he named it because he claimed 
that the genre was proliferating offenses to the black community in its perpetuation of stereotypical characters often involved in criminal activity. So this in 1972 was his big claim for claim for fame. And of course, he's the Beverly Hills, you know, the Beverly Hills Hollywood uh, uh, yeah. uh, um, part. I can't think of the word right now, but that that section of the NAACP, the NAACP, the Beverly Hills Hollywood NAACP is having problems with black movies being written and, and performed by black artists because it's talking about the very things that only black people were allowed to have all through the history of Hollywood in the first place. Exactly. So what we did was rewrite the script, you know, but yeah. you know, the NAACP yeah. is the same group that also managed to get Amos and Andy off, off of TV that I thought was one of the funniest black comedies ever made, <laughs> but it took, it, I still do, but it got them off of TV because of the very things that this dude is talking about. But now from the place of comedy, that these caricatures performing comedy before a TV audience, all black cast in the 1950s, y'all. You know, the NACP said, no, we can't have this. But that's all we ever had. (laughs) So how do we do that? How How does the black media help black people to understand the broad scope of our blackness is not confined to thin skins easily hurt? by characters, caricatures that we all grew up watching. And we're still watching. You know, they just did a remake of, 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 of Superfly. Now, if there was ever a black exploitation movie ever made, then that's it. The one that was made like, a couple years ago, not the one that was made in the 70s. And, you know, one last thing. If there's a such thing as black exploitation born from Hollywood, then there's got to be a white exploitation too, right? Yeah. Because yeah. they they really believe that they're rocky. <laughs> exactly. You know how many white dudes got beat up because they thought they were rocky <laughs> after watching that movie. You know, <laughs> you know, so, you know. I mean, like, you know, white people have grown up thinking that they are the next thing closest to God. You know, they've grown up thinking yep. they do have superpowers and abilities yep. far beyond those of mortal yep. man. <laughs> you know. So anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cooking now. Y'all time to go. Jay Pastor. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yes, I'm going to yes, leave you hanging, man. Closing comments. Now, yeah. Man, I, I just appreciate the, you know, the opportunity to come and show up and show up in my little, my little score with you brothers tonight and look forward to if be as we hope for us to see, you know, be more shows in the future. Amen. 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 That's my hope, yeah. So uh, Will had to drop off. He was in the chat room for a minute, you know, and, you know, his comment, you know, he, he was, you know, laughing, you know, and, and really digging the dialogue. And, um, you know, that always warms my soul, <laughs> you know. I mean, I don't know how many fathers get a chance to do things like this with their adult sons, but I've got to tell you all, man, this is, this is what it's all about for me. If I ever had any questions, and I still do have some questions about you know, um, the day I find out why. But I tell you, when I do shows like this and then you brothers show up, I'm real close to understanding, you know, uh, the day I find out why. <laughs> this, 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 You know, like I'm not thinking anything beyond the moment right now. You know, there's no drosh, there's no issues, there's no discontent, there's no frustration. Man, I'm, I'm feeling pure joy, man. Thank you all for calling in. I can't tell you what it meant to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, thank, and you for, I see, thank you for having me, Uncle. And 
And I see um, in the chat room that Jancy just showed up. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, Jay Bird. <laughs> Jay Bird, you in the chat room? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway, I see the name in the chat room. So, again, I want to thank all y'all for the energy, for the uh, positive affirmations, and um, hopefully, you know, I get everyone to come back. All of, you know, all of the, uh, Ray, Jay Pastor, well, Will is already here, um, um, Jay Bird, and all the rest of you who are out there tonight, um, I'm hoping that, you know, the opportunity will allow itself to bring you back. Thank you all so much. Um, I'm about to land this airplane right now. And everybody, those of you in the listening audience, I hope you enjoyed tonight's show as much as I did. But if you didn't, I'm all right with that too. (laughs) So in closing, um, I just want to wish you all well. Um, uh, Be safe out there. And just Will has a beautiful thing he closes with. I wish I had to quote, but I don't. So just stay safe, stay healthy, stay well. Um, Good night. One day when the glory comes, it will be ours, it will be ours. Oh, one day when the war is won, the heavens, no man, no weapon, formed against, yes, glory is destined, everyday women and men become legends, sins that go against our skin become blessings, the movement is a rhythm to us, freedom is like religion to us, justice is juxtaposition in us, justice for all just ain't specific enough, one son died, his spirit is revisiting us, true and living, living in us, resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus That's why we walked through Ferguson with our hands up When it goes down, we woman and man up They say stay down and we stand up Shots, we on the ground, the camera panned up King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up One day, when the glory comes It will be ours, it will be Every man, 
woman and child Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero Facing the league of justice, his power was the people Enemy is lethal, a king became regal Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego No one can win the war individually It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call victory The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day, when the glory comes 